Welcome to another Welcome. episode of No Plans to Merge. Dot com. Yep. I'm your the host, Caleb Porzio. The domain name just renewed. <laughs> another year. Another year. Another year, another $12.99. That's right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by probably not Honey Badger anymore, right? Can we? Is it safe to say that? Let's give them one more free read. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Honey Badger, the greatest app for tracking errors in your Laravel and other Weber apps apps. Yep. It's great. Uh, It tracks errors. It tracks jobs. Unless you know if a job died. Lots of stuff. Save it for the read, Decole. I'll save it for the read. Yeah, don't give away too much. Ugh. Caleb, you're wearing some sort of a poncho. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'll have you know. And there's even dangles on the bottom of it. Yeah. As you fringes, see. I think you would call those. So I've wanted a poncho for a very long time. Yeah. So have we all. Is that so right? Say we, so say we all. Right. Um, and with your spirit. Mm. This poncho here, I tell you, it's a, it's a lady's poncho. My wife walked uh, to the room the other day you know, into the old office and said, do you like this? Should I get rid of this? And I said, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's fine. I mean, do you not like it anyway? It quickly turned into me saying, why don't you give it to me? I think I want it. And she's like, great problem solved. Mm. So you're like, yes, you should get rid of it by way of me taking it. <laughs> yes. And so I've been after a poncho for a long time. In fact, a year or two ago, I made one out of like a carpet. A blanket? A uh, carpet? No, it, I guess it is a blanket. It's definitely okay. a blanket. But you know those like drug rug type blankets that are really yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. thick? It's like mm-hmm. that. I cut a hole in it basically and that's all I did. But it was too heavy and it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think a poncho is the perfect like piece of wear, outer wear for like around the office, you know? Because mm. it's flowy. So, well, it's flowy. Sure. So it's kind of like a blanket, but it's all sure. around you and you and get some airflow. And you hand mobility. Yeah. And I don't have to like yank it over my head. If I'm wearing a hat, I can put it on easily. That is a thing that I feel like not enough people are talking about is putting sweaters on while wearing a hat. Yeah. Especially if you're wearing headphones over your hat. Right. Or like a sombrero. That's very difficult. <laughs> you know. Even a poncho can't solve that problem. Even a poncho can't. You're right. But it's actually been great. And if you have sweaty armpits, mm-hmm. you're not going to smell up your poncho like you would a sweater. You know? Right, because so there's, like, there's no close contact. Right. Like, I will probably never wash this, you know? It's cool. Or if this was a yeah. sweater, eventually the armpits would smell a little like onions and deodorant. Yeah. Uh, my wife says uh, when I, when my things smell... She says that they smell like a cheesesteak, <laughs> which I think is a good a good descriptor of, of really body good. odor. It's like onions and like a little bit of meaty juices. Right, there's some meat juice. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So sweater, sweater, continuing our sweater topic. Well, welcome to the sweater episode of No Place to Merge. Uh, we're here to talk knitwear and all sorts of layers. Um, I bought a sweater for a wedding. Uh, interesting so it was a situation i was traveling to a wedding 
and I didn't want to bring a bunch of wedding clothes with me. I was like very much one backpack lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to buy clothes there. I don't have any good wedding clothes anyway for a wedding of this season. I have good summer wedding clothes. I don't have any winter wedding clothes, you know? Okay. Um, So we went to Baltimore. I went to the mall. I was like, I'm going to buy some clothes. I'm terrible at that, like uh, shopping for something really bad at it so i like went to every store in the mall and couldn't find anything that i remotely liked um and then i wandered into a banana republic and i bought like a very like sort of nice casual outfit with like Mm -hmm. a button down a sweater and some slacks you know oh yeah um this sweater is amazing i'm gonna buy like five you only spent what 170 so much so much money 220 bucks unbelievable amount of money i don't remember but it was it, I guarantee it was over 200 bucks. I I think it might have been like 180. Okay. But still it was like four items of clothing, you know. Right. Um including a pair of socks which should be free. They should throw that in. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway, I love this sweater. It's amazing. I've worn it almost every day. Um and uh it doesn't smell yet, which is cool. Um That is cool. Is it wool? I don't even know. Probably. That could yeah. correlate. I think it's wool. I think wool, it's wool does not take to smell nearly as bad as cotton. Yeah, no, it's definitely not cotton or polyester. It's yeah, it's gotta be wool. I bet it's some wool. I got a a in Europe. I got a mm. wool sweater in Belgium, but it was at a Uniqlo or Uniqlo mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that? Uni- well, Uniqlo. Technically. Unicro? Unicro. Unicro. Yeah, we always, all of the American people in Japan just called it Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Yeah. I guess I'm just wondering. Uh, here's, let's just open this, this conversation up right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I haven't really heard other people's thoughts on this, so I might be wrong, but I think I should pronounce words, foreign words, the American way. Okay, but this is a uniquely screwed up situation. Because this is, first of all, not a word, uh, but it's sort of an amalgamation of words in English by a Japanese company. So it's an, an amalgamation of English words by a Japanese company to form a new Japanese brand name, mm-hmm. which then was exported from Japan back to America. Right. Still. So it's like, can you even say that's a foreign word? Yeah. Fine. Proper nouns count. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, no, they anyway, do. Continue. For me, for for like my my mode of speaking, basically, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stance and you fight me on it if you think it's worth fighting me on or just you tell sure. me what you think. Sure, sure. Um, I personally pronounce everything American because I think conditionally pronouncing words in another like dialect is weird. And when do you do it? And I feel like weird when i do it so i just don't do it and i think it's better this way like here's a good example frake i say mm-hmm. frake i don't say thick frake you know yeah like i uh i i asked uh sebastian to dine how to pronounce his last name and he said i forgot i don't know we i also asked him about frake and he's like well, it you know it's frake like that kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. doing it wrong. The thing is, like, I can't do that right. Or if I tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, in Paris, I was at the Arc de Triomphe. 
Mm-hmm. I would say that. So you were at the hmm? The article? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? And I, yeah. I got no, beef I for saying, talking though. to people who know French, you know. Yeah, and they're like, you're pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, my aunt, but, who speaks French, was like, um, she's, I said Montmartre or whatever, whatever. I don't know. And she's like, Montmartre or Montmartre. You don't pronounce the N. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, actually, I can't do this. Like, yeah, it's like better Mon for me Mothma. not. What's that? Like Montmartre. Exactly like Montmartre. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a Star Wars person. Um, oh. I I thought you may have been saying that. Yeah. Look at you. That, that's what I was saying. Um, th- yeah, so I feel like that is fair. I would say if you don't know how to pronounce something in the language you're about to pronounce it in, you definitely shouldn't. Right. Um, Agreed. R- right? Step one. Then there's the, like... Okay, I do know how to pronounce the thing in the language, and uh, it's like a 50-50 choice, you know? Like, it's going to sound as wrong either way. Yep, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, whatever, I don't care, flip a coin. Okay, yep. You know? Um, but then there's sometimes where it's like, this. there is no American way to pronounce this. And then I think sometimes people do it just to be a dick. People do what? I pronounce it American like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I it just there's it's, like it'd a be like, it'd be like uh if you were in France or whatever and you're like, Excuse me, could you give me directions to the Louvre? I'm trying to find my way to the Louvre. And <laughs> I w- You know what I'm saying? It it's would like, more be me like, Can you give me directions to the Louvre? I Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. But that's it, what I'm saying, is like you at least like deigned to acknowledge the the invisible letters on that right. word because some because that's kind of baked into the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting because we that's we pronounce it Louvre. Yeah. Oh boy. So I feel like there are situations where it's like the American the the good American way to pronounce it right. is like Frenchified. Yes, I agree, and I'm on board with that. It's it's that those times where it's not yeah, 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 yeah. and and I what are think you do? it's yeah there was like a college humor or an SNL one time about there's like this group of people at a table so my dad does this all the time and I get on his case like we just like jab at him because sure. he's Italian mm-hmm. and he doesn't actually know Italian he just knows he's one of like, those guys yeah he knows a handful of Italian words that he's always like yelled at us with our whole lives but any food he he so he's totally english speaking manicotta exactly then he has <laughs> yeah. to say manicotti which i think sounds you know i'm saying it even more uh-huh. like buffalo manicotti uh-huh. but he'd say the manicotti you know but he doesn't yeah. talk like that he talks like me so yeah. he's saying like yeah we're gonna go and then we're gonna cook the manicotti <laughs> yeah everything just drops off like the prosciutto yeah you know the, the prosciutto. calamar the you know whatever it is yeah. and he's a cook and yeah. owned a restaurant uh-huh. uh but it's like it, you know, I don't know. The Sopraceta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I love it. But oh, if you're yeah. going to talk like that, I think you have to speak like that for everything. For it to work. Or, well. or, or be a, a hack TV chef. Why they do I that? I think, I just think, 
I would prefer my TV chefs to talk like that. Yeah, to talk like that all the time. Or you're saying just Well, no, I'm, I don't care what they do when they're not on TV. Yeah. No, no, on TV, yeah. Yeah, on TV, I want them to talk like that. Yeah. Yeah, so this college humor, whatever, it's this, it's this funny bit of people sitting at a table ordering food. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything's normal, but then one person encounters, you know, whatever. Let's say manicotti or manicotti. I don't even know how you would say it in American because my whole life I've heard it the other way. So they, he'd be like, oh, yeah, and I'll have the manico. And then the other person gets, like, another ethnic food and pronounces it, you know, like, mm-hmm. oddly. And then it just keeps taken like further and further yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're call an uber and they're like yeah. uh oh can somebody call the uber you know and uh-huh, that, it's uh-huh. just the whole thing so that's kind of my criticism on that yeah oh, um man. yeah man i buy it i'm really glad we worked that out decal yeah we solved uh the melting pot just now that's what we did so frank if you're listening to this can you just message me and tell me if it's okay to say freak i'm not saying freak yeah, because right? we all know that that's not his name. Okay, maybe this is what it is. I think I refuse to, See, to go the fda, Louvre. like de. Or ugh, ugh. You know, or like the French, like R, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I think I'm willing to abide the other things, like freak instead of freak, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, that's so kind of you to abide that man's name that way. <laughs> <laughs> Poor freak. For everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Okay. I'm really hung up um, on this decoy. You got to move me past it. Well, I've met a European uh, really? before. Yeah, I've met a few at Laracon. Um, oh, wow. And I believe so one cultured. of the ones I met uh, called you Caleb. So, whatever. Fair is fair. Yeah, right. And I would expect that. I think it would be... It's totally great. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Caleb. Whatever you would pronounce it. My, on my wife's side, some great aunt or something gave me a gift at this year's Christmas party. And on it wrote C-A-L-I-P. Sorry, Cal? <laughs> I loved it. I like, Someone you are related Calip. to. Caleb. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Love it. Huh. You could like measure or something calipers caliper yeah yeah that's right oh Oh, boy oh boy so yeah how's your life how's your life out there uh dude life's life's crazy man i'm is it freezing there still is it cold yeah yeah snow right now falling word nice yeah that's how we do 668 here we're chilling Mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. i'm coming down soon yeah come on by sunday next sunday Oh, yeah? Yep. Be driving down. You going to Florida? Florida. Florida? You going to stop through Asheville? No, I don't think so, actually, this time. All right. Fair enough. I'm just avoiding you. Very good. It's cool. We don't yeah, we don't know. Here. We're not making any uh, specific stop plans. So I, wouldn't that we... st- I wouldn't stop here anyway. That room is a disaster right now. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good to, good know. to know. I would. I wouldn't if I were you. Okay. Maybe next time we'll okay. have, we'll have finished the, the way Yeah. Um, um. So I just implemented X4 in Alpine and launched it like half an mm-hmm. hour ago. Yeah. Awesome. You like so it? That was. That's what's going on. Yeah. It was um, tough. tough. I liked your I liked your little key down listener examples. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that was cool. That was you fun. Know, you want to tell the listener about it? 
You tell them. I kind of forgot. I forgot too. Um, I remember seeing it and liking it. Uh, basically, yeah. it was just like a little syntax for uh, like if you want to call a function on uh, on keydown, and it was basically like what was it x what was it x bind keydown f or whatever at keydown. So what what was it trying to do? What what uh, was the goal? They were trying to listen for oh listen for a global globally listen for uh in their case it was command command shift k mm-hmm. I think they wanted to listen for command shift k anywhere in the, the the site you know and then when command shift k was pressed a specific field would highlight right so you could do all of this right on that input field by starting with an x data attribute which would say, hey, this is an Alpine component, a one-tag Alpine component, yeah, so a self-closing one-tag Alpine component. So you have an input-type text, x data equals an object. You don't even need that. You don't even need that? You don't even need it. It can just be x data. Okay, so x data, and yeah. then at keydownwindow.command or .cmd.k. And then right, so that means listen for a keydown at the window level instead of uh-huh. on this element it'll listen add like a window dot add event listener then cmd is command and then dot k so command k yep so uh, um and then it just does l focus which is sick yeah money sign l which is a magic uh accessor like for the reference. current yeah the root element dot focus is just normal dot focus yeah that was dope that was so yeah. cool it was a sweet one-liner i was like ooh, nice yeah, man. I mean, I think you should have made it a self-closing input tag. You should have put the slash at the end, but uh, you know, really, to each their own. No, you you can't. Can you legally close an input tag? Yes, you can. In fact, I think you legally have to. No, no. I mean, like, can you open input tag, then close input tag with something yeah. in, in the middle? I don't think the something in the middle will do anything, but you can do it. I don't know, man. I don't know. But either way, it's a self-closing tag, like an image tag. Yeah, yeah. Or a BR tag, which also requires a slash. Can we just not do that? Can I just not do that? Uh, yeah, you can just not do it, but then you won't be XHTML strict 1.5 compliant. <laughs> so, about that. Yeah. This is a good remember, this is Remember a good XHTML? Thing. What do you mean? <laughs> XHTML was like it was like all the rage before html5 no i don't know oh man all right it's all good i was on html4 yeah yeah so there was html4 and then there was like a there was like a a movement that was like we're gonna too many people are writing all this bad markup Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna fix markup uh and the way we're gonna do it is with xhtml Okay. So XHTML was like a doc type, XHTML strict and XHTML right. whatever, compliant. Um, and you would declare this doc type at the top of your file, and then it would like throw errors if you didn't close tags and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was that was where I got into the like obsessive habit of closing gotcha. one-liner tags like that with like yeah. a slash at the end. So what do you think about this? Uh-huh. Um, so is this an okay philosophy to you? Because I think, I think I want to hold this. Go on then. That I can do whatever I want 
because mm. <laughs> I ah, can do this one. <laughs> I've heard this one before. <laughs> I can like, do. I can do. You know, my right to not close a tag ends where your right to close a tag begins. Right? Is is the non-aggression principle? Is that what? Wait. Your right to what is that? It's it's classic libertarianism. Okay. Which is that my rights end where your rights begin. That's what that's what every libertarian pretends to believe. Okay. Um, walk me through it. Which is basically like I am allowed to do anything, but so are you. And so right. the only things I'm not allowed to do are things that stop you from doing whatever you gotcha. want to do. Right, right, yes. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I guess I'm taking a lot of like hard, um, I do what I want to do kind of stances on this podcast already, but, but, but for real, like programming wise, programming Mm -hmm. philosophy, or just this specific example, I think I'll do whatever works in the browsers because that's, I'll evaluate. There's no religion, basically. There's no, there's no law of the universe. No church in the wild. Yeah. There's no church on the web. Uh I can do whatever I want to do ultimately. But yeah. it would be really nice if I took my users into consideration and made sure that websites load and work for them in the browsers mm-hmm. that they're using. So, sure. A, if I evaluate. So, if I evaluate. Yeah, that'd be a real sweetheart move. Right, exactly. I would be. <laughs> consider would be the real, user for a second. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Of you. <laughs> right, if I just consider them for a minute at least. Right, so if the thing that I'm writing works mm-hmm. If I evaluate that the thing that I'm writing works in the browsers they're using, mm-hmm. I am allowed to use it in my mind. Sure. Right? Uh, yeah. And I would go a step further, which is to say, if you then evaluate that whatever small percentage of them are using a browser that you don't feel like supporting are just not good users and you don't want them, that's fine too. Yeah, you right. That's That's another level. Yeah. My opinions end where yours begin. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Wait, that just means we will never share an opinion. <laughs> My opinions end where yours begin. Um, but yeah, I, I'm totally cool with that. You down? Yeah. So will you start removing your self-closings? No. Because I, I want them there. Okay. Why do you want them there? Because I like them there. That's how I write code. Okay. Just for visual whatever sake? Well, it's consistent. Every tag gets closed. Well, you could be consistent with with not adding the self slash. Yeah, but then it's not consistent because some tags are getting closed and some are not. What do you mean? Some tags are getting closed with a closing tag. Yes. Right. Your self-closing tag syntax is a separate syntax. No, but it means something. It means you don't need to go look okay. for a closing tag. Right, okay. Yeah, so when you're parsing sense. it, you're saying, oh, I don't expect a closing tag for this. Whereas if I see one that doesn't have a self-close and it doesn't have a closing tag, I know yeah. there's a problem. Gotcha. You know I think saying? it's, I mean, it wouldn't matter to me because of A, indentation, and two, I just recognize tags that don't need to be closed. But Yeah, but, but some fair them, point. some do, you know? Fair point. Like, that's a good point in theory, you know? And, well, and like, once you start getting into, like, uh, like JSX or something, mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, these are components, and then some of them use the oh, children, right. and some of them don't. So it's not like Good. it's not like I know that it's like input, and I'm like, oh, often inputs don't need to be closed, right. you know. Um, but it's like when it's like whatever text selector, 
I'm like, well, I don't know what a text selector is or whether mm-hmm. it needs to be closed or not. And so yeah, that little that's bit a of good communication one. is good. Is that is, is it invalid JSX to not self-close a one-off tag component reference? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I've never done it. <laughs> but that that's a good one. You're right. Yeah. That if it's uh that's a good one. If it's I a dig. component, yeah. In view, if you reference a you know, a single tag, you have to add the self closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But as always, you're free to handle this however you see fit. Yes. Oh, it is true. Um Okay, I dig it. I could totally see adding self closing tags for the reasons you've said. I don't think I'm going to. But Yeah, no, yeah. I I doubt you will, but it's valid. It's yeah, it thought. is. Okay, um, so here's one. What about yeah, oh, like doc types? Like, Ooh, I like this. Yeah, they're nonsense. Throw them away. Yeah, throw can them. we just throw them away? Yep, screw them. And also, um, UTF-8, uh, whatever. Don't like, care. Yeah, don't care at right? all. Right? Like, it's all, all meta UTF-8. Tags, all the meta tags, I don't want them. Okay, Get, now like, decal. You be what, careful now. What meta tag do you like? I keep the description for the old browser, for the old oh, SEO okay. search yeah, engine. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. Let's keep description. And well, the viewport. You know that like viewport sizing one? Here's my thing. Uh, so the description should just be a description tag. Like there's a title tag. I dig. There should also be a description tag. I like it. Um, the uh, viewport thing, like, come on, browsers. Like, why do we have to still do this? Like, yep. don't, but don't that one we do this. have to do. But it's so stupid. No, I'm with you. But so I, I avoided every extra bit of anything that wasn't absolutely necessary in my CalebPorzio.com rewrite. And I left it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just so wacky on mobile. It breaks you know, so it's, many it, things. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah. It's absolute horse horse manure. Horse manure. So yeah, and you I need that. I like your idea though. Description tag. You know what I really love? Mm. I love OG colon meta tags. Mm-hmm. You those are my those? favorite i love configuring uh social media platform meta tags mm. that's a, that's a hobby of mine as well we all have hobbies <laughs> yeah that that needs to be fixed though for real can somebody make some package or something that i never have to do that ever again Please. it's so bad it's so bad Please. and so stupid it's so bad and it's so stupid you're right it's both you know what is kind of cool though is twitter cards but Why? that's a, you can do stuff with them like you can play audio in them you can do all kinds of like okay. there's there's possibilities with twitter cards yeah uh, you know it would be great marco arment of accidental tech podcast uh-huh. and creator of overcast the mm-hmm. best podcast app on ios um he made twitter cards for overcast where if you share an overcast link on twitter he built like a javascript podcast player that loads in your twitter timeline wow yeah you can do that he did it whoa so it's like if you just share an overcast link like it's a player in twitter how does this work like you could share a code pen and it would be like i don't think it's like any no i don't (laughs) i think it's i think it's way more limited than that so i think i don't think it's any javascript i think it's like you know, I think there's like very specific things that you can and can't do. You might even need to get them to like pass a, an approval process or something. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how he did what he did. Um, and I haven't actually looked at one recently. Let me share one real quick. Overcast 
podcast. While you're looking it up, yep, I will say thank you to Honey Badger for sponsoring our show. Uh, You know, we love Honey Badger so much. I don't think we're even getting money for this, and we still want to do it because Honey Badger is such a beautiful, beautiful animal, Um, majestic, true, and also a wonderful web app for tracking errors inside of inside of your app because uh errors happen they happen to you they happen to me and um and what are we going to do about them well we don't know until we see what they are and that's what honey badger does for us he puts on his little tiny honey badger binoculars looks into our application finds the things going wrong and then pulls out his little honey badger phone (laughs) with his little paws oh yeah (laughs) Eddie types his little thumb claws <laughs> his little cute cute paws and then he calls you and he tells you what's wrong with your app when and why and who and the trail and the stack trace and everything um it's pretty great so if you don't have one of those apps you should get honey badger also does a bunch of other cool stuff thank you honey badger for sponsoring our other shows and probably not this one we love you back to the show back to the show so caleb if you go to my twitter you'll see that i just tweeted this is a test of the overcast twitter cards i tweeted it and guess what the uh the the twitter card is 404 ing nah right now it's broken as we speak oh man and this has been today's lesson on not making custom twitter cards yeah you you could break them so that yeah that's something to be fair though let me tell you about mark Warment. here's what mark Warment does for his website he does procedural php with no tests procedural php with no tests. oh really <laughs> no yeah way. wait for what website overcast's web app really yep good he's for that not, guy he's not a web developer and he doesn't like tests like peter and levels all the people on uh all the people on his podcast who are very good programmers and stuff have like told him about tests and like why they're good and you know what you could you could do them they've also talked to him about like you know like object oriented stuff and all this other stuff and he's like i don't care it's just a website like the app is what matters i'm like yeah, that's great well, until your until your twitter cards are broken because your website is broken and you're 404ing the twitter cards you familiar with Peter Levels? Uh, yeah, this that's the remote guy, right? Yeah. Big remote energy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He does uh, a yeah. bunch of like little... I don't know much else about him besides he's like a remote guy and like a, has a million followers. Yeah. He's got um, hood maps. You ever seen hood oh, maps? Oh, yeah. Hood maps. He's got... Um, his popular one is the one where remote people find each other. Uh, what is it? Oh nomad nomad list decal yep 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 you with me decal i am i was just tweeting to marco armor about how his things are broken good call yep good idea good good idea to do it during the podcast good idea yep uh peter levels (laughs) he's got nomad (laughs) list nomad list he's got airline list he's got a bunch of these list things he's he's a serial self-starter guy whatever sure and he i'm pretty sure uh nomad list which makes a lot of money is straight php no framework um his routes file is a php file with 
with uh, uh, money sign underscore bracket or money sign underscore get and post, you know? Sure. I for, Dude, I forgot even how PHP works. I can't even picture the, the right syntax for it's get. It's money sign underscore get. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's got that. I don't know. Yeah, but that's how he built it, basically. I'm pretty sure there's no tests. Like a G. Yeah, like a G. He's like, he is MVP. It just is in his bones. And that airline list app or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just a public Google, or at least it was for a while, a public Google sheet with a URL. Like you just DNS the URL to like point to it. So you just go to this website and it's just a Google sheet that he manages. There's a dude here who's a realtor, real estate agent. Okay. Um, who has bought up all of the SEO for like move to Asheville. Okay. Uh, so when you're thinking about it, you encounter this dude mm-hmm. and his whole thing is like, you like you buy this list from him which is like this spreadsheet he's built where you can filter really aggressively mm-hmm. um by like i want this many bedrooms hardwood or carpet blah, blah, blah all this stuff you know mm-hmm. um more stuff than you're going to be able to filter on like craigslist or something and uh so before you come to Asheville, he sells you his spreadsheet then you filter it uh, and then you pick like however many houses and then you fly to Asheville and he takes you to those houses and then he like handles all the paperwork of like getting you the house. I thought it was such a genius marketing thing, but it just reminded me of that because it's like a whole business based on a spreadsheet, like a Google sheet. Is he loaded beyond belief? Unbelievably. Yeah, he's killing it. And, That's like, insane. Think of how many people are just thinking about moving to Asheville and buy the spreadsheet and don't move to Asheville. How much is the spreadsheet? hundred bucks dude you know what i'm saying like he's got to make like a you know he's got to sell a spreadsheet like six or seven times a week at least right yep and of those say one turns into an actual trip right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm sure he's charging some you know amount of money to like handle things and then uh and then he's actually getting his commission when people actually buy houses. So yeah, that guy's he's making it work. Brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. I really would love a a little like SEO trap for like a spreadsheet or a PDF that's like 25 to 100 bucks. Mhm. And just to feed the family, you know. Dude, you know what I've thought about uh so there's a company that used to work for another company or there was a company I used to work for and one of our clients was a guy and he was an SEO guy Mm -hmm. and he was really good at getting specific dentists and lawyers to be the dentist or lawyer that showed up. If you searched like Minneapolis dentist, okay, this would be the main, the number one guy. Yeah. Um, and what he paid us to do was make very bad WordPress websites so that there would be a WordPress website for that person when when you clicked that link it would take you to yeah. their website um, usually right yeah usually that's why but the seo why you would build a site i mean our sites had like a, some wordpress seo plugins on them but yep. like Yoast. we we weren't driving the seo uh-huh the seo was coming Jetpack. some from somewhere else okay. right like he was yeah. doing some like external linking stuff and i don't know okay. what he was doing right 
But this was this guy's whole business is like he was like, okay, what are businesses where a single client is worth a lot of money? Yeah, right? it was like dentists, lawyers, contractors, you know, those sure. types of people where it's like a single client gives you like more than a thousand dollars. Yeah, you know. And then he was like, so for these people, being the top of Google is really valuable. So yeah. I'm just going to go in, charge these people 150 grand or whatever to make them the top dentist in Minneapolis, and then pay these guys $8,000 to make a website, and then pocket $142,000, you know? Done deal. And it was wild. This guy was so rich, and he was so crazy. Uh, and uh, he just he did this nonsense all the time. And I've often thought, like, I got to figure out how like I did that so I could make that money. <laughs> it's wizardry, man. I I worked in affiliate marketing yeah. for quite a while in my career years. Sure. Um, and there's there was, you know, there's, I really don't like SEO affiliate people. Uh, well, I guess I, sure, well, it's I'm all garbage, right? Yeah, they're, they're so skeezy. But so like here's have, the like thing. So are dentists web moral and lawyers. Standard. That's yeah. the thing. All dentists and lawyers are equally skeezy. So it's like, <laughs> who cares which Love skeezy dentist. dentist and lawyer is the top dentist and lawyer? Right. It's not like you're hurting like the good, honest lawyer. Yeah, there is a lot. There, there's a whole ethics of SEO thing. But basically, like I was working with with dudes who were, were doing black hat SEO. And they this guy probably was doing black hat SEO. Oh, yeah. Knows? So they, what you do, what the real people, what the people who basically what you're saying, like the dudes who can, it's almost seems like they just, uh, shift their SEO laser beam to whatever site you pay them to put it on. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Google is just like, goo like Gaga, we love Google Gaga, Google, Google, Google Gaga. Yeah. Um, but they, you create these like link farms, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, so a popular thing is when what is it so you have like so let's say there's a super popular site that has pretty good uh i forget all the words there's like link juice there's domain authority so let's say you have a site that's got really good domain authority sure and it's just been sitting out there forever it the domain expires Mm -hmm. somebody you're sitting there waiting you scoop it up right away and now you have a domain with a bunch of good domain authority and you can repurpose it to point it to other sites mm. that you own so mm. that then pass on that link juice to that site. So Google yep. has like the whole algorithm of like inheriting link juice and or domain authority, whatever from linked to sites. Mm-hmm. So you create this web, you establish a web um, and then you can create layers of abstraction in this web so that it's harder to point to like bad, bad actors, you know, just like mm-hmm. doing this. You can create like an abstracted web of webs and basically just funnel link juice into whatever site they want to do it to. Um, Very yeah, cool. it's crazy. So this guy I know got really into that and he paid some ridiculous amount of money for this course, like once a week or something. It's like 800 bucks uh, every like session or something. It was crazy. Um, but wow. yeah, but you learn a ton and there's white hat mixed with black hat and everything. But yeah, man. And a lot of them would, a lot of people I worked with had side gigs that made like, 20 to 50 grand just affiliate sites that they would do they would just create these sites that would be like uh one of them was like um antivirus software comparison site (laughs) where you know like those sites you end up that you're like pissed that you ended up on that that look kind of like a pc mag comparison or something like that 
and it would just he just like wrote a little thing compared all three of them and had links to the affiliate links to those sites and then it's still still he makes a bunch of money on a antivirus comparison software site oh he's got a dog food comparison site yeah these affiliate dudes they they're three i mean they're like they're wheeling and dealing oh they make it happen they really do i mean i'm sure we could be good at that if we wanted to oh yeah but it's garbage i mean it's, it's all so garbage but and it's then you, like they pay like uh what's but it's that, like amazon once like, you just set it up you just you don't have to think about right, it. right it's a machine the one dude he he's got it nailed down it's a band t-shirt site where he aggregates band t-shirts from an ebay and it's all automated Whoa. and yeah and it gets funneled into this site and he gets content for each each band shirt has a page with content. He automatically, I think he uses Amazon's what's that service that uh, Me- Mechanical Turk. Mm-hmm. Remember that where you can just like mm-hmm, pay mm-hmm. these small amounts to get humans to do stuff and automate mm-hmm. it. So he just pays like five bucks each shirt and gets mm-hmm. a piece of content that's like generated by a human, written on the site. So it's like the site is constantly being updated with content and he makes Crazy. a bunch of money off it. Crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous with eBay affiliate links. Wild. Oh my gosh. And I see all these people doing that and I worked with them and was like, I need to get something going. Yeah. But it's hard and I never, it's hard. Tried, and it's so. like, then you just have to feel like that guy the whole <laughs> you, time. Yeah. It's so dirty to me. Feeling. You have, you have to it's like, not, yeah, you have to get like a small chain, small gold chain and like oil your chest oh, yeah. hair. You know? definitely yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta instead of carrying a wallet you need to carry a wad of cash with a broccoli band uh-huh you know yep. around it yep i've done that who hasn't done yep. that necessary <laughs> most necessary big bills on the outside of course 20 what are we playing here <laughs> <laughs> big bills on the outside oh man there was a point in my life where uh, i was paid exclusively in cash um for multiple things <laughs> yeah. uh one of which was like the taco industry right um so i lived in new orleans and i had like multiple revenue streams all of which were just cash um and it was so cool because i was like 19 or whatever and mm-hmm. i just had like rolls of cash money like oh yeah on certain days of the week you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah but, but like there would be times where like i had like two fist sized rolls of money you know yes. and i was like this is amazing you know and so i started like keeping i got really paranoid because i lived with animals um and i was like so i started keeping like small wads of money in each shoe with mothballs like yeah i get no to ward off even. the animals <laughs> the animals were people um gotcha. <laughs> but okay. i would keep like 80 dollars in each of like 12 shoes yep. you know what i'm saying and I was, yeah yeah because i was like well they're not going to go through every shoe but i was like well if they went through but two they go shoes, through one yeah and they gonna, find it they're going through every shoe. check all the shoes yeah <laughs> but anyway uh, it never happened as far as i can tell oh man but yeah yeah that's good there man, is cash. A, there is a very like guttural great feeling to just having a big ball of cash money hell yeah I might oh, go man. take some money out of the bank later. No, me to too. I just want to. I just want to hold a wad of cash. <laughs> like, like you know how like an old like, person might hold a baby and 
to just like absorb yeah, some of the youth sw- swaddle it you know yeah that's that's what i want to do just absorb like the I, wealth. I have more money now than i had then but it doesn't <laughs> feel like it <laughs> dude you should because now you're like a real earner uh-huh as the mob members say yeah you should take out like 10 grand or something oh, that'd be so great just dip a, into your savings still hold 10 grand 10 grand in cash roll it up stick it in a duffel bag just to say that you did so i've never borrowed against a 401k before if you mm-hmm. borrow against a 401k can you get them to send that to you in small bills <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, i bet can, you could yo can i Certain get this providers. can i get this in uh in ones but with 20s on the outside <laughs> You know what I bet you could do? What could you 401ks do? are such a misunderstood thing mm-hmm. that peop- that like more and more people have to engage with. Mm-hmm. We should set up a scam shop mm-hmm. where we tell people like, we'll set up your 401k mm-hmm. and it's just complete bogus mm-hmm. and we just charge them money and that's it and take the money. What? That's just called fraud. What are you talking about? What is this fraud? <laughs> what is this fraud plan you've invented? I feel like it would work. That's like saying, like, oh, we should start, like, an electrical company where we say, we'll rewire your house. <laughs> but instead, when they give us the money, we don't rewire their house. The thing is, though, with that, like, they wouldn't give it all up front. They know better, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. With the 401k, yeah. they would. You think? Because so many people don't even know what a 401k is. Sure, yeah. You'd just be like, oh, yeah, we'll set you up with a 401k. Or maybe... Well, and then you just it- tell them that is in there you just send them statements every month (laughs) no no we could not even commit fraud we could like call it like a slight misspelling or something 401 k-a-y or something Uh uh-huh and the money just sits there and you send them statements of their money i don't know i mean this is getting obscure but it's definitely just like an interesting (laughs) type of fraud it's just it just kind of excites me this idea that most people don't know what they are and i bet a ton of people would be just willing to just like get it set up yeah yeah let's do it you know it's like easier and more profitable to just make a ponzi scheme which is basically the same thing where you tell people that you're investing their money and then you send them statements saying that they have more money than they started with yeah take the high road yeah take the high road start a ponzi take the high road start a ponzi scheme yep yeah, man. Ponzi uh, schemes are brilliant. Is there a way that like Ponzi schemes could benefit from better SEO? Big time. Yeah. Or that you could make, you know, you could use like the structure of a Ponzi scheme for SEO. <sighs> There's got to be. Dude, yeah. We oh, could start like dude, Amway for it. SEO basically. That Dude, that is. That's, wait, you tell me. Because <laughs> that, how, how do you build a better, uh, a better network of domain authority? Yeah. Get people to build with, their own and point back to you and try to do it to other people it's not a pyramid right it's an inverted triangle i think we'd all agree yeah well it's more like just multi-level yeah so you take you see you've got multiple levels of uh social media inbound marketing um (laughs) multi-level inbound marketing (laughs) oh man i can't wait to install moo tools Uh. (laughs) what the hell where does moo tools come into this Wait, isn't that the fucking uh, the inbound marketing thing? No, you're thinking of Moz. Moz, Moz Analytics. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Mootools is, is a jQuery competitor. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Moz Analytics. 
Oh yeah. Can't wait to install Moz Analytics. Dude, for real though. Track my leads. Well, this is uh so you know um uh Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yep. RDPD. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. That book by Robert Kiyosaki. Mhm. He uh I like how you pronounce that the American way. Kiyosaki. <laughs> I think he's American. I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> um rich dad poor dad uh-huh a decent book it actually got me kind of started in finances good sure. book yep. but it's not spectacular fair, fair in any book. way yeah and it's there's some weird stuff in it sure you know a lot mm-hmm. of fluff a lot of whatever yep. a lot of it's made up you know uh-huh he actually didn't have the rich dad i'm pretty sure and in the book he's not as even his real dad so the whole title feels a little weird right away it's, yeah it's a strange and it's just a weird title <laughs> yeah it's a weird book but, yeah, no, um, the, the whole the whole premise of the book, if I recall, is like my dad sucked. So like, what if this guy was my dad? These are all the financial yeah, exactly. lessons I would have learned. He's like, my dad was poor, and worked at a convenience store. <laughs> yeah, and then my cooler friend, who was rich, who had a rich dad, let me like work at his office. Yeah, and I learned what his rich dad did, and then I got rich too. Mm-hmm. So you should do that too. There are some good principles in it, but yeah. don't anyway, have a lame dad is the is the moral. I believe of that story. I have not fact checked this, but uh-huh. I believe that Robert Key is that that book is so popular. I mean, it's insanely popular. Sure, and it's so popular because he was big time at Amway. That was was like his, he really? Yeah, he was. He was a big oh, time, dude. like high up at Amway, and got his book in the Amway pipeline, so that everybody signing up for Amway was selling his book or oh recommending it or however that freaking works. That is insane. So <laughs> have you listened how... to the very, very, very good podcast called The Dream? Did you ask me if I have? Yeah. No. Caleb, drop everything. Okay. Cancel have... your family gathering this weekend. Okay. All yep, three of them. It. I don't cancel, even need to know what. I'm going to Cancel do them. Lock yourself in a room. And listen to season one of The Dream, which is okay. about multi-level marketing. Uh, <laughs> it is an insanely good podcast, documentary podcast, investigative documentary podcast. Holy cow. I learned right. so much. I knew, like, I knew, like, multi-level marketing. I get it. It's a scam. You pay money. You buy inventory. You don't sell the inventory. You Eventually, someone ends up losing money. Most of your money yep. comes from recruitment, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, there's no yep. one else left to recruit. You know? Right. I got it. I understood pyramid schemes. I did not know. And I also knew, like, a bunch of my lame friends from high school are into this stuff. Yeah. You know? Do I did not you realize. To candle parties? I did not realize. Color Street Nails parties? I did not realize how deep it goes. Wow. It goes so deep, dude. Give me a nugget. Give me one little nugget. Oh, my God, dude. Uh... Ronald Reagan uh, was um, basically nominated as the uh, as the I totally thought you were about to sneeze there Republican nominee, okay. and then the next day went to go speak at an Amway event. Okay. Um, basically, guaranteed the Amway people that he was going to make sure that they couldn't be investigated by uh, the, not the SEC, the, it was the SEC, investigated by the SEC. Um, And basically every president since Reagan uh, has 
been very close with uh, the people who run Amway, uh, who is Betsy DeVos's family, um, the current Secretary of Education. Uh, the reason she's rich is that her family owns or was like the first family of Amway. Oh my um, gosh. She's a billionaire. Um, wow. The Every president since Reagan has been like really tight with uh, Amway and Herbalife and all of these other huge uh, multi-level marketing companies. That's so ridiculous. They The SEC came really close to getting Amway. Um, but there was like some definite corruption with the judge who was involved in Amway, who basically used an argument that had successfully proven that something was a pyramid scam in the past, mm-hmm. agreed that that argument was well made and that it had proved that something was a pyramid scheme in the past, but mm-hmm. said that it didn't apply to Amway mm. and then didn't say why. Hmm. Uh, and that created a precedent, which is now every multi-level marketing company uses, right. which is the Amway defense, which basically says we're just like Amway. Therefore, we are not a pyramid scheme. Um, wow. Therefore, we're legal. And it was all oh, came down to like corrupt judges, corrupt politicians. All of this is like criminal, but has basically been protected uh, institutionally to like the highest levels. It's insane. I mean, it makes sense that something like that would have happened. I mean, it's for it to still be around and, and thriving. It's, it's Don, ridiculous. Donald Trump had his own pyramid scheme at one point, uh, selling a video phone in like 1999 or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I could see him really being interested in that opportunity. Video phones. Yeah, big, big video I knew phone. someone who was in Amway who, uh, this is kind of a running joke. Actually, he'll probably never listen to this podcast my brother-in-law he so his family teases him my wife because he was in he got into amway and he had uh he had to sell some water that had like electrolytes in it or something like that was one of the products so he bought sure. like cases of this stuff sure yep to sell it and nobody bought it and Obviously. he there's just this hilarious moment that my wife will never ever let him forget ever where he like bends down and touches his toes and he's like check it out i can touch my toes i couldn't touch my toes before and he's like convinced that it was because of the electrolytes this amway water allowed him to touch his oh, toes oh no <laughs> how much money did he lose that's the real question dude i don't know probably not I'm that hearing, much but definitely a good amount i'm hearing stories dude and like like mary Kay is like another one right oh yeah mary Kay. my mom like, always did all this stuff like she had like avon people come over for avon yeah 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 mary and, Kay has yeah. like an institutional support for the idea of uh buy as much inventory as you can before your husband finds out that's like one of their lines it's called the the husband unaware plan where oh like gosh. they make it go on your credit card as like a different thing like it doesn't say that it's mary Kay. like they'll and they'll break it up into like smaller it's crazy the the whole thing is just like hey, uh, we're going to, like, trick you uh, into saying that, like, this is going to offer you, you know, because, like, a lot of this is, like, targeted at women for, like, economic empowerment, right? Mm -hmm, Women mm -hmm. who can't, like, work outside of the home because they've got Mm -hmm. children or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, you need need to be able to make money, uh, and so, like, you can make money this way, right? And it's like, but your husband's never going to believe that you're actually out here making money, right? Because he's going to think you're a silly woman or whatever. And so, like... (laughs) 
this is like legit. This is how this is yeah, how this yeah. is all pitched. Reasonable um, story. And uh, it's crazy, dude. It's just wild. It's all wild. But on the podcast, wild, one of the hosts like signs up f- to sell for an MLM as part of the show and like goes to some of their like coaching oh, conferences sweet. and stuff. Cool. It's fuck wild. Well, I got a big uh, long road trip coming up. Oh, dude. This, that's the best context for this. Download a few. You'll be so mad by the time you get there. Great. See if Hannah. <laughs> see if Hannah's into it. Oh boy! All right, hold well, call. Yeah, man. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is good stuff. Got anything else for me? Ah, eh, eh, you know, eh. um, the, there's the classic thing with Tailwind classes and like what the right order for them is. Can we figure that out? Can Adam, please? It's so. Can annoying. you tell us? It's like. Especially when you start getting uh, the responsive stuff in there, you know? Cause yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, okay, so I've got, like, structure, 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 and mm-hmm. then I've got, like, colors, and then I've got, you know, maybe some other stuff on there. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, so I've got structure and then, like, structural things and then aesthetic things over here, right? Yeah, Purdue. Yeah, so Purdue. now it's like, okay, now i got, like, media query stuff. Do I put that with the thing that it was with? Do I group them by like, so do I say like height and then I say SM height and then I say MD height and then I say LG height? Mm-hmm. Or do I say like height, width, padding, and then do I say SM height, SM width, SM yeah, padding? Yeah, no, I smell. Like, I smell you loud There's clear. so many ways that you could structure this. And uh, like, yeah, I'm, and I'm precedence with, matters. So it's not just like find whatever works best logically for you it's tough man well and consistency matters too like yeah no but i'm saying but like the technical constraint there is, are a few places that it actually matters yeah yeah for sure yeah it's i wild. wish adam would figure that out Talon feels like the worst tool ever without because of that yeah until it feels, it feels like both the best and worst tool ever no honestly <laughs> like it feels terrible when you come into someone's code and they have not been organizing the things and you're like, yeah. ooh, this feels real bad. <laughs> like, I got to make some s- small changes yeah, here. It's so but funny. I, I can't Tailwind read is... this code at all. Yeah. I feel you, man. You know what we need, Caleb? Holy cow. Need? Just tell oh me. Oh, my God, Caleb. I'm so stupid. Oh, my gosh. We just got to make a VS Code plugin that does no, this for I us. No, I know. I know. I know. We don't. We do. You think so? How hard would it be? It'd be so easy. No. What about people like doing any kind of interpolation? What do you mean by interpolation in this context? Like having classes in like a view class binder, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like what do we do? Like we just have some regex that looks for a class attribute but then somebody like echoes out the class attribute with blade or like tail or like view or something, you know? That's all weird. Well, yeah, obviously you wouldn't be able to do that cuz you wouldn't know what it is. But right. For the actual places where it's a string of yeah, classes, yeah, okay, you're right. You like could you could literally them. just do a regex for class equals, yeah. and then have a bank of all these built-in classes. Yeah. Decide on a precedence, and I don't just... think you would even need to do a regex for it because I think that VS Code knows enough about the language to know what attributes. Oh yeah, are. that would be cool if you, you know have like a syntax tree yeah, yeah. built up for HTML. Word. Yeah, I've definitely thought about that in the past. I and I feel like people have attempted that. 
like just like prettier for sorting tailwind attributes yeah just like never yeah, think it would about be pretty it again bum. i guess the thing is with the, stuff the like sensible, that the default is just alpha right the default's just alpha yeah. and then uh, alpha breaks down because of precedence reasons i forget what but like as a default you know yeah 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 um but so like the default's just alpha and then the rest is you know you, you have a config file or whatever and then you let people choose something else i'm having a brain fart are Does you precedence matter there's in a one class, or two or no. is it just in the add apply syntax uh it there are places where it matters and i cannot in remember a class, what they are like literal class attribute in html does the order of classes actually there matter? are places where it matters and i cannot remember what they are but in like i'm saying we have two classes one's like display none and one's display show right if we it, put them in a class equals quotes i don't can we flip the order around does it change anything i don't think so we can find out right now could find out right now but then i'd have to sit here and wait yeah um i don't think so but i do think there are situations where it matters yeah i don't, yeah, I don't what know they are. this is the kind of thing that i'm like yeah great let's do it but not great be- because well one of you know maintaining it isn't the best but like i i only want the tool if it's perfect you know i only want the tool if it's really good if it's not really good i don't want it at all it's in that class of tool do you like where prettier like, no you don't like but i'm prettier. fine with it and I, i'm sure it's great i've used it once or twice but what i'm saying is like if we make this like the laravel plugin for vs code mm-hmm. is not great mm-hmm. so i don't use it because if it's not great it actually harms you you know it actually like does sure. weird things and it works against you sure where it's not just like a kind of incomplete tool that doesn't do everything you want mm-hmm. it's like a little bit wrong so you don't even want it at all and then you miss sure. out on blade syntax highlighting i would think it'd be the same with this tailwind css thing where it's like but it would only be aesthetic it wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't even right. be a Which tailwind is... css thing it would be a css class sorter plugin it wouldn't and be aware would of tailwind just... It wouldn't autocomplete right. Tailwind classes. It wouldn't do any Interesting. of that. Huh. Well, then how would you... Because I imagine that for this to be really effective, it has to have some opinions about which ta- which ones go first, you know? Right. Like and so wanna... the default is alpha. And then you give it a config to basically... Like, we'll give you a JavaScript file that you can write. And it's just a function. Then you can write your own sort function if you want to yeah interesting you know what i'm saying like just like yeah. in any sort function that you would write yeah it could be cool um yeah yeah that'd be cool i like so that idea. uh but let me touch on prettier real quick because this is what i think about prettier prettier is excellent and here's why i don't agree with most of the defaults of prettier mm-hmm. but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because that mean as long as i just accept them i don't have to ever think about it ever again yeah and i think that's what you that's that's what I'm looking for here is like, I don't care. Yeah, I know. What, I don't care right, but what, I, what we end up choosing. I just want to stop thinking about it and have a tool that does it for me so I can just write. But you also want. want somebody who's really good at choosing things to choose. I don't even care about that. Really? I literally don't care. I just want it to be the same every time so I can start to get used to it. Yeah, okay. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I, I mean, I go both ways on, on that. Like I... Uh, the view v v tour v tour whatever that vs code view plugin yeah the view tour um or maybe v- it was v-tour? i don't know view tour 
Vyuter. Hello, my name is Vyuter Manikot. And I'm here to uh, to talk to you about... Sorry, your view. Welcome to Lerakon EU. My name is Vyuter. Why are we so mean to the European developers, Caleb? Oh, so sorry, Europe. Yeah, but like also it's funny. <laughs> it's okay if it's funny. That's what I always you say. Better, I hope they're making fun of us on their podcasts. They better be. Oh, they better be. Them with their Ameri- American yeah. accent. They're probably over there like, hi, I'm Caleb Porzio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. No plans to merge. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, we are a bunch of couple of hoo hahs. If if you're not making fun of us yeah. on your podcast, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. First of all, you, you know what I'm saying. That'd be good for us. We we need the exposure. Definitely. If so you have a famous podcast. If, yeah, if please you could make please, fun of us. Please just mock podcast. us. We we need we need viewers or <laughs> listeners. <sighs> Caleb, this weekend I'm rearranging my office and this window is going to stop backlighting me all the time. Yeah, your little scene here is so sad. Ugly. Yeah. And depressing. I'm changing my office. I've decided. I always feel like I'm like hanging out in the corner with D. Cole while he's like, I don't know, withering away. Yeah, yeah. it's dark. It's like, uh, is that D. Cole? I have a window behind me, and it looks very, very sad in here. Yeah. So I'm going to rotate it. I'm going to rotate it 180 degrees, and the window is going to be feel right like, in my face, lighting me up. Like you're on the, um, what's that ship in Pirates of the Caribbean? The Black Pearl. No, the, the other Black one. The Pearl. Ah, the Pearl. Ah, the Pearl. <laughs> the, what, the other one. Davy the, Jones. Yeah. Is it Dave, what, isn't it uh, like the name? Isn't there a name for the ship? Ah, Davy Jones's ship, though. Ah, it's the Black Pearl. Ah, the Pearl. That one. Uh, remember Mr. Krabs' daughter, Pearl? <laughs> Mr. Krabs. The Krabby Patty. Um, but I feel like we're on the Davey ship. Davy Jones and you're has like a very similar bill. voice to Mr. Krabs. <laughs> or, uh, no, no, to, uh, to, ah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. Bootstrap Bill. Um, Bootstrap Bill, like, he, he's like, you know, part of the crew, part of the ship. And he's like in the ship, but then he kind of like crusts out a little bit, like rips the barnacles mm-hmm. that are kind of attached to his face off to talk to his son. Yep. Have a I feel chat. like that's you with no plans to merge. Yeah. Part of like the crew, Like when part I hop on the call, like you just kind of like come out of your wall all dark, like yeah, yeah, dripping yeah. in like ocean water. Uh huh. And coffee and vape juice. Yep. Coffee, vape juice just fogged up the webcam yeah yeah man part of the crew. portlandia part of the crew part of the ship of course put a part bird on crew. it yeah what's that put a bird on it yeah i watch portlandia <laughs> put a bird on it <laughs> yeah um portlandia. river i don't remember that um there is an episode about like a it's their friend buys a vape shop oh yeah it's so good mm-hmm I love that. Vape shops are ripe favorite. for mockery. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in one? Yes. I actually played an open mic in one once. <laughs> They're weird, dude. 
Yeah. They universally have drop ceilings. They universally <laughs> have those bad fluorescent lights. They universally have like yep. weird linoleum hospital floors. Uh, this one was like a almost coffee shop feeling vape shop, but they all just feel like they went to like uh, Goodwill, got some furniture, slapped um, it in because they're they're the yeah. hangout. It's like the um, what's the equivalent like? It's the what? It, it okay. Here's what it is. It feels like a combination of like a uh, like a we kind of one of those weird doctor clinics um mixed with uh like a mall kiosk mixed with um like a youth room at a church yeah okay right a youth room at a church yeah well that that's right and they're everyone's different the one that i was talking about is basically the youth group room at a church yeah definitely no doubt that's exactly what it is um but i've been in like other ones that are more like what you're talking about like uh like a mall kiosk type like uh like you would expect there to be a giant wall of iphone cases right right like flames or and like jewels. or one of those places that sells like suitcases in a mall yeah definitely <laughs> oh man oh well decol uh, this has been just so real just catching up with you here part of the crew part of the ship caleb part of the crew part of the ship yeah, this has been a fun one. Uh, we're uh, we're on an interesting recording schedule. Uh, yeah. So I'll see you tomorrow. And we'll talk about technology. All right. See you tomorrow. Talk tech. All right. Uh, would Caleb? Would you do me a do me a sweet sweet favor? I would love to would cue the outro music. Music. Bump bottom. No. Bump bottom. Bottom.